We're, uh, we're in the middle of uh, teaching through the book of Mark, and we're about to start uh, chapter 5, but not today, um, because about three weeks ago, God led us to uh, take a little bit of a detour, and I thought it was just going to be one week, but as it turns out, three weeks is the third week, in specifically teaching on what it means to pray for one another, that God's doing some incredible things in our church um, not the building, uh, church in the building is the people, in us uh, as a church, teaching us um, what it means to really stand, stand with one another in prayer. Um, and uh, so we're excited about what, what God's doing there for us to really care. And so y'all, y'all just say the word care. Okay, that's, that's a key word we're going we're gonna to talk about today is to analyze, do, do I really care for those that I'm kind of in the trenches with? Or do I, do I like them, or do I really care for them? And if you really care for them, um, you, you pray for them consistently. And so it's okay for us to be honest and, and to know that we all fail in that. That not, Probably none of us in here care enough for the people around us, all right? So we're on a level playing field. I'm not up here saying I got it worked out because just even this last week, man, some of the folks in, in this challenge of praying, I didn't pray for everybody uh, the five times a week like, like I said I was going to do. And so, but you know what, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay. It's, uh, it's not about my perfection, it's about Christ's. And so, as we continue to fail, we fail together and we point to Jesus as being the hero, right? Right. So, um, so we're going to talk more today about what it really means to, to pray for one another. Um, I'm going to, in the beginning of this, going to kind of give you some general principles of, of, um, of how, to, how to kind of engage and jump in. And then we're going to shift gears a bit, and I'm going to take you through several passages that you can use to pray specifically and strategically for, for those that are in your sphere of influence, that small group of people that God's called you to be in the trenches of life together and what it's going to mean. And, and, uh, um, and then... I'm going to even going to kind of do some, that's, this is kind of class, we're going to do kind of some laboratory as well, where there's some men that I'm going to call up, and as we get through kind of teaching in a passage, I'm going to, I'm going to model by praying over some of my friends this morning. So you, so you get to not only hear about it, but you get to experience what it's like to pray through a certain, a certain scripture. And, and there's some of you that you've just never, you've never done that, you've never taken a scripture and you've prayed it for yourself through that scripture or prayed for somebody else. Today can be the very last day that that's your history. The very last day. And that today can be a new day by which you say, all right, God, sometimes I forget how to pray. You teach me. You've shown me already in scripture, in the Bible, um, how to pray. And uh, so you don't have to make it up on your, on your own. Uh, you can just follow Christ. Um, so, so here's some... Um, some principles that I want to give um, to change your worldview of prayer for others. All right? But let's pray before we jump in. Uh, we declare this morning um, that we are worshiping the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We, we proclaim um, we worship the God of what would be called Orthodox Christianity, which is classic Christianity, true Christianity, which is um, a trinity a Godhead, that it's a Father, a Son, and a Holy Spirit who are, who are distinct in their personas and yet one as being God. And, and uh, even after decades of studying that, Lord, as a Christian, it still blows my mind. Um, it's still, 
incomprehensible. We can understand parts of it, but we'll never get it all. In fact, even once we're face-to-face with you, I know we'll have some quantum leaps of understanding, but really for all of eternity, you'll continue to be able to show us a little more and a little more and a little more of who you are and how deep you are, and we'll never hit the bottom of the well, God. And I thank you for that. Um, I love adventure. Uh, I love the chase. I love the thrill of, of seeking something. And I just proclaim, God, you're one that's able to be found, and yet you're never able to be completely found out. And so there will be a thrill for all of eternity as we see more and more of who this great God is. And so we pray this morning that you'll assist us, um, not out of condemnation, Lord, but out of a good conviction that you charge us to stand in the gap for each other. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, now if you're taking notes, it's probably a pretty good time to take a few notes because there's a few words or phrases that I'm going to give you um, and uh, otherwise just throw it in your head or just forget it if you want to. But, uh, um, uh, but I'm here, I, I, want, I want to teach you and coach you in some very practical ways today. Um, there are many, many other things that can be said about praying for, praying for others and praying for one another. But these have been some things that I've just been processing over the last few weeks. And I hope, I hope that they're from the Lord for us as a church. I, I trust that and that God will work it to transform us. That He'll change us and He'll change the way that we care for one another and pray for others, alright? Um, so, so first, um, let's talk about just some concepts of prayer for one another. Just Not just prayer for you, not just prayer for for the world, or even for just the, the city or the church, um, or for human trafficking, or whatever the big things we pray about, but specifically, prayer for one another and the people that are really close around you. Um, that when you do, when you pray for one another, there's there's three effects. There, there's, um, there's an inward effect, there's an outward effect, and there's an upward effect, okay? The first one is the inward effect is is when you pray for one another, um, it attacks your own self, selfishness. And it's replaced by selflessness. Um, the reason why I will go through days or a week or two and I'm not really praying for others the way that I should is because I'm a, I'm a selfish jerk at times. And I'm just focused on me. and All I can see is the fog of davishness around me. And the stuff that I'm in. And, and what God wants us to do is to say, yes, it's, in reality, you do have a fog around you. There's all kinds of difficulties, all kinds of circumstances that are around you. But, but what I want you to do, and, and don't, don't not pray for yourself. That's not what we're saying here. But what he wants us to do is if, he wants us to see that if all we see is our own fog that's around us, then, then God wants to have the shining light that, that pierces through that and shows us how to care and to set our eyes upon others that are around us. And so selflessness as we, as we pray for others is what takes place. We take our eyes off ourselves, our circumstances, our challenges, our pain. So that's the inward, inward change. Um, there's, an, there's an outward change that takes place. And that's love for them. Love. Um, like I said before, I'm, I bet all of us. All of us need to grow in the way we really care for those that God has placed around us. Well, guys, prayer for them is a catalyst for that care to grow. Are you with me? You hear what I'm saying? 
If you pray for them. If, I mean, honestly, if you're saying, God, I just don't care enough about people. God's saying, pray for them. Because in that, it's catalytic. It's not static. God's, God's like, if you will pray for them, I will change you and I will change the way you care for them. They will be on the radar of your mind and of your heart and your calendar. God will change you inward. Your selflessness will change you outward as far as your love for them. It will be a catalyst to grow. But also upward. Now listen to me, guys. Um, this is, it's, praying for others is a faith issue. It takes faith. Because it means you've got to take your eyes off the fog that's around you. It means that, it means that you, have, you have to think, God, if I have someone else's back, that means, God, you have mine. That's a huge piece of doctrine to say you trust God well enough. To say, all right, God, if I'm spending some time and prayer energy that's not on me, I'm going to trust you. I have faith in you, God, that you're going to take care of me. That either you're going to do it, or maybe a part of it is you're going to lead somebody else that they're praying for me, and it becomes a, a catalyst in, in my life. So it, so it takes faith. So inward, inward, it changes our selfishness to selflessness. Outward, it changes our love to where we really care for others as we pray for them. And upward, it's a faith. It builds faith to pray for others because you really are saying, God, if I have somebody else's back, you've got mine. Now, here's the thing. Here's, I'm going to give you three little uh, instead ofs about, about your prayers for other people, all right? First, your prayers should be specific instead of general. Your prayers need to be specific instead of general. Here's what I mean. Um, we do pray general prayers. We do pray prayers for many people at, at a time. It's okay to do that. It's okay. It's okay to pray for Sojourn Church as a whole. It's, pray, it's okay to pray for our city as a whole. It's good to pray those things. But if all we pray for is generalities, we're missing the boats. We need to move, even, even like the little group that you're in, as we're challenging you maybe five days of the work week, the school week, to pray for these three people, these six people, these ten, these twelve people that God's really brought into your life that... That you're not just saying, all right, God, here's the 12, and would you just help them out? Amen. All right? Um, that might be a good way to start the prayer, but not a good way to end the prayer. Guys, this, it's, it's, it seems pretty elementary, but pray for one person and then move to the next person. Pray very, pray for them because people have very specific needs and circumstances, and praying in generalities misses that. It misses it. Praying in generalities will, will make it to where you just have generalities in your relationships. You, you really just know the cliche level, the shallow level of the people that are around you. And you never start to get deep in people's lives. Alright, so that first one, you, your prayers should be specific instead of general. Secondly, they need to be informed instead of ignorance. Informed instead of ignorant, all right? That means you need to know what's going on. When you ask a person questions about them and how you can pray for them, um, it shows that you really care. And, and if you pray for someone but you only know what they told you about themselves last spring in group or in the middle of the intermission, 
you know, or at work and, you know, at the, at the water cooler. If that's the case, you need to grow in your care for them. Are you with me? I'm preaching to myself, guys. I am. That I need to grow. There's, there's some folks, especially in the smaller group, that I know some things, and maybe I've even, maybe I've even prayed for some of the things, but it's like two seasons ago. It's things that have been answered, and I haven't cared enough to really follow up. So dig, dig in. Don't be, don't be ignorant. Be, be informed. And, and, and I mean, ask them, say, what, what can I celebrate with you? What's going in, on in your life that God is behind that I can celebrate with you? And then, in prayer, thank God for those things. That's a very important type of prayer is thanksgiving. That you thank God for the things He does. So ask them, what can you celebrate with them? Ask them, what are their struggles and challenges right now? Theirs. Not Aunt Bertha's struggles. Okay? Not their neighbor's struggles. That can be relevant. But what are theirs? What are, what are they dealing with? And, and uh, you know, you guys are in journey groups or other Bible studies and, and groups. Y'all know there's different dynamics and seasons. And especially when we start, start uh, a group up or we've got new people in a group that we, we kind of come in, we're a little guarded and all that, and we'll just kind of just give a little bit of a of crumb of here's what my need is, and, and, uh, or, or it's just always about somebody else. And I don't, mean, I don't mean to be, don't be rude about it, but be gentle, be gracious, and just say, you know what, hey, I, 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 I'm glad, I'll, I'll be glad to pray for um, um, that, that issue uh, with your coworker. But man, what about you? What can I pray for you about? Um, ask them, where, where's their heart? Just what's going on in their heart, their motivations, you know, um, and then be able to pray for them. So prayers need to be specific instead of general. They need to be informed instead of ignorant. Listen, these prayers, they need to be communicated instead of private. Now, this is where we talk about how encouraging it is that when you pray for somebody, let them know let them know. In these last few weeks, as we've been talking about it, there have been several of you that um, you've contacted me, you've pinged me, you've texted me or emailed and, and, and all kinds of different things from just like, man, very, very simple. I, I just, just prayed for you, you know, or to the thing of like, I, I, just, I just prayed for, for Danielle to get over, you and Danielle to get over this walking pneumonia, which we have. And, and uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's been unbelievable uh, what God has done stirred in us as as we've known that, these, that you have been praying for us. I mean, let me just, let me just kind of ask. Is there anybody in these last few weeks that there's been, there's been somebody, that, somebody that's contacted you and let, let you know that they have prayed specifically for you, and man, it, made a, it just, it's just made your day. It just made a difference. Anybody, anybody else in here? All right, several, several of you guys, that that's the case. Um, and again, it can be... It, if when you let them know, it can, it can be general and just say, man, I, I just prayed for you. Or you can say, man, I prayed for you at 8 this morning. Or even further, you may say, I prayed for that HR challenge you have in your business. Or I prayed for the evan- your evangelistic strategy at work, you know. Um, and uh, you tie it back into what they told you, which again says, I care. I care. You told me what's going on in your life. I love you. And I love you enough that I'm taking it before God Himself. And I'm praying for you. That's one of the greatest things. One of the greatest ways to, to care. 
So um, let's, uh, let's jump into some of these scriptures um, and, and pray. Pray them uh, in just a moment as well. Um, and as we do this, let me just tell you guys something. Everybody looking? Here's a tip. If God brings someone from Sojourn Church, if you're a sojourner, and God brings somebody from Sojourn Church to your mind, there's a tip. He probably wants you to pray for them. Okay? If, if you bring somebody in Sojourn Church to your mind, somebody from your group to your mind, and you're mad about something they said or did and all that, and you're really tempted to go and, and uh, maybe you're in front of somebody else and you're tempted to just start talking bad about them or gossip or something like that, that was not the motivation of God. Stop and pray for them. Really. Stop and, and pray. If God brings somebody to mind. If God, if God brings me to mind, you know, as, as a pastor of Sojourn Church, Pray for my wife and my kids and pray for me. Just, just right there. Right there. Because you never know. You never know what's, what's going on in our lives. Um, so here's a few, a few prayers from Scripture. Some Scriptures that lead us. Um, one, and this, is, this can be one um, prayed, prayed over uh, a person or prayed over an entire church. But it's from 2 Thessalonians uh, 3.1. And it says... Finally, brothers, pray for us that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored as happened among you. And there's some other versions that kind of change it a little bit to just say, pray for us that the gospel would speed forth and produce fruit as it happened among you. We're a gospel-centered church. We believe in the power of the message of Jesus Christ. And so um, this is something that we can, we can pray that, that, man, that the Word of God is working so much in a person's life that we say, man, God, would you just, would the gospel and the Word even speed ahead of them to where they're going, to the next people that, that they encounter today or the next challenge that they, they have, God? May, may your Word pr- produce incredible fruit in their lives and those that are around them. And I'm going to stop and I'm just going to pray. This is going to be a general one over Sojourn Church. Let's pray. <coughs> Lord Jesus, I declare Second uh, Thessalonians 3, 1, uh, over Sojourn Church, God. And um, I ask, Lord, that we would even pray for ourselves that the word of the Lord, that the gospel would speed ahead of us and be honored. We're, it's not about this building, God. It's not about this service. It's about the people who are the church. Pray, Lord, that your gospel will be, will be so powerful in their lives, that they'd be so drenched with grace and the understanding of what took place on the cross and the power of the resurrection and, and the victory um, that having the Holy Spirit live in their lives, what that means. And that, God, that, that as we go and as, as we trust in you, Lord, that the that the gospel will go in front of us to the people that we're called to live life with. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, now let me tell you guys something. Um, what, what some of y'all are going to be prompted by God to do is to take some or all of these scriptures, and maybe you take an entire week 
with one with one of these scriptures, and that man at, at, at to over lots of people or over specific people, you just kind of walk through and you start praying through. And, and here's what will happen: if you do this, the very first person that you pray for with one of these scriptures, it's going to seem awkward. Uh, to some of you, it's going to seem kind of strange, like, okay, which things do I pray and which ones do I say? But I'm telling you, if you do that for a week and, and you roll through and start praying for several different people, let's say some of you all got six people that God said pray for these people consistently. And so for the next five days, Monday through Friday, and you pray, you pray one of these scriptures over them um, five times, and it's, it's six different people. And so for 30... 30 times, by that 25th time, man, God will have changed the way that you look at Scripture and the way that you pray Scripture. Anybody up for that? Anybody? God's going to do it. I'm telling you guys. Um, let's look at the next one. Um, Ephesians 1, 15 to 23. Ephesians 1, 15 to 23. For this reason, because I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of Him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what the hope to which He has called you, what are the riches of His glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of His power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. All right? So if you take a look at that, um, and like just take a look at verse 16 where it says, I don't, I don't cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. We're actually at the very end of this. We're going to come back to that to just talk about where God wants to take us. Because you may say, ah, Dave, honestly, there's, there's nobody. There's nobody that I'm that faithful to where I could say I remember them always in my prayers. Guess what, guys? It's, it's all right. We're there. We're there. But just know God doesn't want to leave you right there. He wants to transform you. He wants just to take the next step. You don't need to take step 10 or step 50 and have this all figured out. Just take the next step. All right? Um, and so to do that, say, you know what, God, I, I thank you for them. Verse 17 talks about wisdom. Just, man, you start asking God, give them wisdom. And, but not only wisdom... But it says a revelation in the knowledge of Him. Guys, one of, the, one of the great words in Christianity is the word theology. And a lot of people think, okay, theologians and theology, that's just the people who study the really, the really big, thick books, you know, written 500 years ago or 1,000 years ago. And, and so you just think that only a few scholars out there like theology. Guys, theology means knowledge of God, that you would know Him. And so through the Bible and through the teaching that, that, uh, that you get from other trusted teachers to unpack this is who God is and as, and, and as a result of who God is, this is what He's done, this is what He's doing, this is what He's going to do in the future. That is the knowledge of who God is. 
And so when you pray that, you say, God, may you, may you do a theological work in my friend. May you help them not only to have knowledge of the data, of the do's and the don'ts, but they know you. May they know you, Jesus. I mean, you can spend, spend 30 minutes praying just that over one person if you so wanted to. The revelation, wisdom. Verses 18, eyes of the hearts enlightened. Toward what? What does he want us to wake up to? That we would know what is the hope in which he's called us to. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? That's basically saying, God, would you shake us and wake us to where instead of just looking at the fog that's around us and thinking that God doesn't love me or others don't love me because my life sucks so bad, rather we look and say, God, you have made me your child. And I'm, I'm secured within you. You will never let go of me. And the greatest thing I could ever inherit, that I could ever have, is you. And I got you because you got me. And, and so just saying, God, would you please just change, change them and grow my friend that they would, that they would know they would know more of this inheritance that we have in God. Verse 19, the immeasurable greatness of His power according uh, toward us who believe according to the working of His great might that He worked in Christ. Just saying, God, just saying, you are powerful toward us. Just pray that. You are powerful toward them because you love them. Verse 20, because of Christ, because of what he did in Christ. And, and it's very important that we keep unpacking that. That we just say, God, your love that you have for them and what you're going to do in them is all because of what Christ did and purchased for them. That's the gospel. We keep going back. We, we don't say, God, you love them because, man, they're, they, do more, they do better things than me. You love them because they, give, they tithe more money. To the church than me. You say no. You love them because of your love that you have for them. And what Christ did for them. We don't set them up into some kind of a works salvation. We set them up as being a recipient of grace. Which is the reality. Because of Christ. Because of Christ. Verse 22. He put all things under his feet. And gave him as head over all things. To the church. That means he, he put God the Father. And, and we don't have time to unpack the Trinity this morning. But um, Jesus made it very clear that he's equal to his Father. And the Holy Spirit is also equal to him and to his Father. But yet Jesus has always been in submission to his Father. And will forever and ever and ever and ever. That his Father has always been the one that's on the throne. Not, we're not talking about a literal literal chair anywhere. We're saying God's been one who's been in charge and, and who, who uh, is, is the one who decides everything that's ever going to happen um, that comes from him. And that his father said, Jesus, I want you to sit in the throne. I want you to be on, on the throne. And so, you know, he's just saying, Dad, you've, uh, you've placed me there. And yet you're still, you're still my father. And uh, that we just are able to say, God, you're, you're sovereign. Now I want to do a Luke, I want you to come up. And I just want to, it's going to be fast, but I just want to quickly pray this scripture over you, bro. It's Luke. He's uh, one of my good friends, and uh, he's a member of our leadership team, and uh, just a faithful, faithful, um, godly man. Lord, uh, I thank you so much um, for for my brother Luke. 
And uh, Lord Jesus, I give thanks. I give thanks for him. And I do remember him in my prayers. God, I'm so grateful that you didn't leave him in his sin, but you, you changed him. You, you gave him a new heart. And uh, he's, a, he's a tremendous man. Uh, but God, he didn't get the credit. You do. Because you, you placed him in a family. Uh, you placed him in the right settings to where he heard the gospel and you changed his heart and he's grown in the faith, Lord. And uh, I just thank you for that. Thank you for your mercy and your grace upon him, Lord. And uh, I just pray that in the name of Jesus that you give Luke a spirit of wisdom, God. I know he asks for that, that he needs wisdom in, in the way he loves and pastors Kelly and the boys and, and uh, needs wisdom in the way that he leads here at the church and, and in leading the, uh, the, the company that he co-founded. And, and God, I just, I just declare, Lord, that you don't, you don't withhold wisdom, but for those who ask of it, you give it liberally without reproach. And so let him ask in faith with no doubting. Lord, uh, knowing that you'll provide wisdom for him, God. But not only just wisdom for, for daily living, God, but specifically a wisdom that is a revelation of the knowledge of you, God. That, that more than anything, that he would, he would hunger to know you, Jesus, and to know you, Holy Spirit, to know you, Dad. And uh, may that just permeate his soul, Lord. Um, may he know the hope that he's been called into, Lord, the riches of of His glorious inheritance, God. And what's the immeasurable greatness of Your power toward your, towards Your kids, which includes Him, God, which is all according to the work of Your great might that You worked in Christ, God. Thank You. Thank You for the Gospel and its power in His life. And I do thank You, Lord, that You're sovereign. You put all, Dad, You put all things under the feet of Jesus and gave Him as the head of all things to us, that you're the senior pastor of Sojourn Church, that um, you're, the, you're the pastor um, over the Doran family, Lord, and that you hold them well. Bless them, I declare in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you, brother. Yeah. Philippians 1, 9 to 11. Philippians 1, 9 to 11. It is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent, and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and the praise of God. All right, Rodney, come on up, bro. Um, just want to pray this awesome scripture over you, bro. Lord Jesus, God, uh, I thank you for Rodney. Thank you for the, the Isom family, Lord Jesus, and uh, your hand that's, that's upon them. And uh, just as the, the hunger that Rodney has for you and to grow in you, Lord Jesus. And, and uh, just thank you for the, the friend that he is, not only to Christians, but to, to unbelievers as well. And just what an incredible, warm and hospitable man uh, that he is, Lord Jesus. And, and God, he is a man who has a lot of love. And I ask, Lord, that your love would just grow in him, that it would abound more and more, Lord. Um, love for you, that, that his love um, for his family would increase, Lord Jesus, for June, Lord Jesus, first, that you would uh, bless that, that you would grow, to give a, a greater measure of love for his wife and what it means to, to pastor her and disciple her, Lord Jesus, and 
and to be to be to receive great blessings from her as well, Lord Jesus, and and for Lydia as well, Lord Jesus, that his love would abound more and more for her and for those that you placed around him, Lord, um, within this church and within work and neighbors, Father, that he'd love them more and more. They'd just be it just be a, a curve of growth and increase, Lord. Um, but not only would the love abound, but it would, but it would abound with knowledge and with discernment, God. Um, that that the more that He loves somebody, Father, the more that that He would grow and and asking questions and and as we're talking about even now, praying for them, Lord, which just deepens the relationship and give Him discernment so that He knows even more faithfully how to serve His family, uh, how to serve those in in community with Him, how to serve neighbors and colleagues, Lord Jesus, through knowledge and, and discernment, God. Lord, may, uh, may he approve what is, what is excellent, God, approve what's godly, that he disapprove of what is not, and, and just, just be able to see the difference between your design for life and the world's design for life, Lord, and invest, invest in, in your design, Lord Jesus, um, invest in the godly category. Lord, uh, I pray that he would be pure and blameless for the day of, of Christ, God. And, and God, we, we, we will never be perfect uh, until, until after we die and you glorify us, Lord. But God, uh, being pure and blameless, it's not saying that, God. It's just saying, Father, may, may we have a heart for holiness. And I just pray that you'd stir that in my brother in new ways, God, of what it means to be holy and then to pursue it, Father, to, to look less like Rodney and to look more like Jesus Christ. And I know I need that too, God. Um, without, without accusation, Lord, uh, is what blameless means, to have a good name. And, and I certainly see the Isoms as having a good name. May you just increase that, Father, for the glory of Christ, that people would know about the Isoms and just think, man, kind of crazy. They just love Jesus so much. God, what a good name. Um, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. Lord, I just pray that he be filled with the fruit of the Spirit, God, and instead of the fruit of the flesh, Father, like Galatians 5 speaks about. And God, I just pray again, I mean, it's, it's a little bit redundant, but the fruit of the Spirit, Father, being love and joy and peace, God, and patience and goodness and kindness and faith and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. God, may these things, which he can't produce, may, may he first know that he's off the hook. That he didn't, have to, he didn't have to summon it up or work up the fruit. He just has to remain attached to the vine and not try to do it himself, actually, and trust you and your sap will flow through him, God, as he trusts you. Um, may he believe it, God, and may your love and joy and peace and patience, goodness, kindness, faith, gentleness, and self-control overflow, my brother. In Jesus' name. Amen. Second Thessalonians one eleven. Second Thessalonians one eleven. To this end, we always pray for you, that our God may make you worthy of His calling, and may fulfill every resolve for good, and every work of faith by His power. Now, this is a smaller one. It's it's just one verse in here, but it's it's potent. Um, uh, what's what's in here, and and uh, really in here we're we're asking for a change and a transform and a fulfillment of of God's will 
And uh, Dave Burke, if you'll come up, I just want to want to pray this, pray this over you, bro. God, thanks so much for for Dave, Lord, another uh, another just, just faithful uh, leader here, and, and thank you as a part of the leadership team as well, Lord. Um, just declare your blessings on on Dave uh, and upon Karen and and their men, their uh, three sons, father, and and their families. Um, just pray your, your great hand of protection and blessing upon my brother. And specifically, as I look at this, God, um, praying for him, making him worthy of his calling. And, and God, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that, that there's something about him that's not worthy. It really just says, Father, that again, that, that Dave would decrease and Jesus would increase in him, Father. That, that as, as people look at him, there's just, it's just transformation as you look over the years, Father. Um, that that they're less like their, their old self and, and more like Christ. And, and, and none of us expect to be perfect and none of us are, are comparing ourselves to one another nor should we compare one another uh, in some kind of a strange scale, Father. But may that be our heart. And I know that's Dave's heart. That Dave would decrease and Christ would increase. And I, I declare, Holy Spirit, that you indwell him, that you sealed him. And that seal will never be broken. Um, he will never be, he'll never be um, condemned by you. He'll never be separated from you. You love him so much. And uh, in fact, really, part of, this, part of this prayer, Lord, just even, I just think, Father, that, that you said that you who began a good work in us will be faithful to complete it, even in the day of Christ Jesus. And so I'm really praying that what you're going to finish and complete, that you would just continue to do that work. I'm just praying what it is that's already on your heart, that you're already doing in day, Father, that you would continue doing a work of transformation in him, Father. But not only that, God, uh, not only change and trans- transformation, Father, but, but that you would uh, fulfill your will in Dave's life, God. Um, every resolve for good and every work of faith by your power, Lord. And um, God, uh, you are... You've been doing some tremendous things through Dave and through the Burks and um, the ways in which they just quietly love neighbors and love the city, Father. And uh, just so grateful for that uh, as, they just, as they just do what they're able to to step into what you've called them into. And I just declare, Lord, that you're, you're not behind them, but you're with them. In fact, you're leading them uh, in fulfilling your will, Lord. Every, every good and every work of faith, Lord Jesus. And I pray... I pray, Lord, that, that you would press, press him into his faith arenas, uh, the, whatever the next steps are, Lord Jesus, and just to say, all right, God, you've got to show up here because uh, I can't do this on my own. Father, that's where you want all of us, is where we can't do it our own, Father, and, and ultimately that we trust that it's your power and that we'd see, that Dave would see incredible fruits in these faith arenas, Father. Um, as you do a great work in his life, Lord Jesus. Declare these blessings over day in Jesus' name. Amen. Here's the last one. Uh, Colossians 1, 9 to 14 says, And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, 
May you be strengthened with all power according to His glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. I, I saved this one for the last because this is one of my favorites and really we could, we could spend the entire message just on this section uh, and even praying over this entire section. But um, in it, we, we see in verse 9, talk about being filled with the knowledge of God's will and that we have an understanding uh, of this will, which doesn't always happen. Um, that verse 10 talks about how we would walk in Him instead of in the flesh, that we would bear fruit, that we'd also, again, some redundancy, some crossover between these, increase in our knowledge of God. Verse 11 talks about how we can pray for people to be strengthened with power and God would give them endurance, give them patience, give them joy. Verse 12, talking about being a thankful person, that we'd be strategic in our thanks. And verses 13 and 14 brings us all back to the, to the gospel. Now, Eric Robinson, I want you to come up. I think you're over here. I just want to pray this, pray this over you. And I won't spend as much time as we certainly could but because uh, it's such an awesome, thick section. But... My pleasure to do this, God. And Lord, even as I start praying for Eric, I just declare, Lord, this is not just an exercise. Um, this is not just trying to model uh, something, but this is powerful, Lord, that even as I pray, and easy, as folks are here, uh, they can join me in praying over Eric and praying for one another, or even praying for themselves for you to do a great work uh, in them and changing them, God. But I, I pray this section over, over from him. And Lord, um, I do think, uh, even as it begins... Um, from the day we heard, have not ceased to pray for you. God, uh, I mean, hearing. There's, there's something about when, when you hear about the fruit in somebody's life, God. And You know, Eric and Melissa are, are that way. God, I just hear, I hear great things all the time. Father, what you're doing in their lives. And I thank you for that, God. You are glorified. You're magnified through Eric and Melissa. Um, you are, you've done a tremendous uh, work in them, Lord. They're not perfect, and they, they're the first to say that. But man, uh, you're doing great things. And I'm thankful, God, that I hear of these things, Father. And I pray, Father, that he would be filled with the knowledge of your will, with all spiritual wisdom and understanding, Father. And uh, so that starts by being one who's hungry for you, God. That before he's looking for answers or for wisdom, that he'd be hungry for you, Jesus, and for you, Holy Spirit, and for you, Dad. And so I pray that. I pray a stirring of hunger in my brother. And as a result of that, and as a result of how that pours him into the Word, God, that, um, that you would that you do a great work that would fill him, fill him with knowledge of your will, of what it is that you're doing, Father, and what you're up to, Father. Um, and as a result of that, that he's able to walk in a manner that's worthy of the Lord. And again, um, not that he's unworthy, but in a way that's congruent, in a way, Father, that looks more like Christ. It, that if we thought about if Jesus, if Jesus was alive and in, in Eric's circumstances and his family and his job and his neighborhood, what would it look like, Father? And I just, I just ask that you would continue to help him to walk out what you would walk out if you were in his shoes, Lord. Um, I just declare, Lord, that, that, you are, that, that he is fully pleasing to you because of Christ. And I pray, Father, that, that he would bear great fruits in uh, his 
good works, Father, that he would increase in the knowledge of God. I pray, strengthen him, God. Strengthen him in the name of Jesus with all the power that comes from you who sits on the throne, Lord. And that it be according to your might and as a result of the strengthening that you give to Eric, Father, in your power, that you bring him endurance, God. I know how tired it, it is, Father, to, to live a life with a large family, uh, trying to live a life that's based on Jesus and community and a mission, Father. It takes a lot of endurance. I declare you got that endurance for him. Pour it out within him. Bring it up through him, God. Give him patience, Father, um, for all, the, all that he does as the head of his household. Give him joy, God. That's so important that we don't just do things out of duty for Jesus, but that we really are happy, God. There's a gladness in serving Christ. May you, may you birth that and just stoke that within him. Um, I do give thanks to you, Lord, uh, for him, Lord Jesus. And I declare that you're the one that delivered him from the domain of darkness. He didn't, do, he didn't deliver himself. He, he takes no glory or credit for it, God. He gives you all the credit for saving him. You transferred him to the kingdom of your beloved son, God. And it's through you, Jesus, that we have redemption and the forgiveness of, the sin, of sins. And, and he stands firmly in that, knowing that, that you will never lose him, God. Bless him in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me give you guys some, uh, some last thoughts. Um, I mean, there's so much more, so many other scriptures. But like I said, I challenge you all, man, take one or take all of these. Um, maybe one thing you want to do, you may want to write them out rather than just printing it out or just looking on your phone or iPad or whatever, write it out with your hand or type it out to where it gets deeper in you. Put it on a card. Put it somewhere where just wherever you go. And you're just, you're just ready, ready that, this week to pray over those that God's placed around you. So I'm asking God to give an awakening to prayer for one another for us. And He's doing it. Believe God for it. Believe that God is giving an awakening to prayer for one another to you. Is there anybody in here that you say, I'll step out and say, I will believe God for that, right? That that he's changing me uh, in that thing. In the first message we saw in Acts 17, the world was turned upside down by the disciples. God is continuing to turn the world upside down, you guys. And he uses imperfect disciples like you and me. Believe it. God intends to use you in your neighborhood, in your schools, in your marketplace position. Believe it. Now listen to these next two things. God will change you through the prayer of others who are committed to Jesus' community and mission. Believe it. Also, God will change others through your prayers for them in the areas of Jesus' community and mission. Believe it. Engage it. Be intentional. Be one that's both inward, upward, and outward. That you're, you're crushing selflessness by praying for others. You're loving others by praying for them. And you're increasing faith by focusing on somebody other than yourself. Your prayers need to be specific instead of general. They need to be informed instead of ignorant. They need to be communicated instead of private. Last thing I want to tell you guys is... is uh, Ephesians 1.16 again said, I don't cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I don't cease. Guys, there, is, there should be a few people that Ephesians 1.16 rings true about. Or at least that God says, 
press toward this with these people. To where, man, they're just always on your heart. They're always on the radar in your life. And man, you're always pinging them. You're always hearing from them. You're letting them know, man, I am praying for you. Who are they? Have you identified them yet? How many of y'all that you've, in these last few weeks, God has started moving you toward that and you're identifying some people in your life, in your life that you're supposed to be praying for consistently? Anybody? Yep. All right, several of y'all. We'll press in and walk, walk to these areas of Jesus' community and mission together. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, um, just declare that you're doing a great work in us. Uh, all of this is kind of the end of, of, a, uh, of, a, of a challenge from you, God, that you want to change this world that you want to continue to turn it upside down, that you want us to be incredibly devoted to you and your glory by focusing on Jesus and community and mission, God, but that prayer is going to be the engine. We've got to be a people of prayer. And every one of us can take another step. We can go deeper and broader in the way that we pray for one another, Lord. So just I mean, shake us. Let us not go with this. Let us not, let us not just kind of shake off um, the message that's, that's being presented by you, Lord Jesus, to press in. And may, we, may we, we be restless until we really surrender in this area. Because God, it's great health that you'll bring to us as we pray for others and as others are praying for us, Lord. And um, God, as we tra- transition into a time of reflection, we preach the gospel, we declare that we believe um, the great news of Christ by going to the communion table, Lord, uh, that as Christians, Father, we declare, Jesus, you loved us so much you were broken and your blood did spill out and you did die for our sins, God, and you rose again. And so, Father, you said, take the bread, which is your body broken for us. Take the, the juice or the wine and to drink it because it's your blood that was poured out. We know that this, the bread and the juice or the wine that's on these tables, Lord, it's not, it's not transformed into your, into, into your body or your blood. But we know that you're right here at this table inviting us to come and remember. And to remember grace that we're no longer condemned because you took every bit of that condemnation. May we celebrate that today. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, if you're new, um, if you're a Christian, if you're surrendered to Christ, um, Come to the table. You don't have to be a member of Sojourn. If you're not a believer uh, of his death, burial, and resurrection and surrendered, it's not uh, for you to do because you'd be proclaiming something you don't believe. But you take the bread, dip it in either the, uh, the juice or uh, the wine that's there, and uh, by, either by yourself in your seats or if you want to get in groups, uh, go and celebrate the great grace that he's given to us. All right? The tables are open. Mm-hmm.